Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Unveiling the Scriptures podcast. How are you doing? I trust that you're making waves with your Bible reading. I know that it's not easy, but the help of God and we can do all things. We're going to fight for our spiritual because we're going to, you know, tarry here and we're going to make it through. I'm rooting for you, God is rooting for you, and we can do this. Last week we discussed the topic faith and works. And today we are going to be um, discussing the topic on the mission. Why is this topic even important? You know, a lot of people, and I've seen it over and over time again, you just ask them, okay, what do you think? What's the impact you think you can make in this world? What do you think you can do? I mean, aside being a church person, aside going to church, aside, you know, praying, aside your fellowship gathering, and it's just like, oh, well, the only thing I want to do is just to serve God, build a family, have a godly marriage, and have a work that's paying well. I think that's just all fine for me. Why? Why start? To start with, these things are not bad in themselves. You know, striving to and really hoping and praying to have a good a good and right standing with God, trying to make everyone, every one of us should actually be with the consciousness that we want to see God at the end of our lives. But it's deeper. God has sent us to the earth with deeper purpose than just trying to survive, trying to make this great, trying to, you know, buy this car, just just have a family, and that's just enough. Or just trying to get a job. God has a bigger plan for us. So today, this is what we are going to be discussing. This is what we are going to be discussing. Before we delve into this topic, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for this wonderful privilege. We ask and we pray that you shed your light across our hearts in the name of Jesus. Show us that which you have for us. Help us to see your truth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Our key verse for this episode is taken from Isaiah 61. And I'll read verse 1 to 2. Using the Amplified Bible version, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted, He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives, and freedom to prisoners. Verse 2 To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God. Verse 3 to grant to those who mourn in Zion the following, to give them a turban instead of dust on their heads, a sign of mourning, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garments expressive of praise instead of a disheartened spirit, so they will be called the trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord, and that it may be glorified. So verse 4 now, then they will rebuild the ancient ruins, they will raise up and restore the former desolations, and they will renew the ruined cities, the desolations, the certain settlements of many generations. Verse 5, strangers will stand and feed your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers, but you shall be called the priest of the Lord. Verse 6, people will speak of you as the ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and you will boast of their riches. Verse 7. 
instead of your former shame you will have a double portion and instead of humiliation your people will shout for joy over their portion therefore in their land they will possess double what they had forfeited and everlasting joy will be theirs this verse is it's a description of what happens when we rise up to our purpose and this verse was actually a prophecy about Jesus because the Bible records in Luke 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to eat the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This was Jesus' that was speaking here in the synagogue and one of the most striking thing about these verses to me is that god has sent us to the poor it's very easy to sideline the people that are poor people that are the marginalized people can i use that word people that are the marginalized part of the community the poor the beggars people in low communities especially in a country like nigeria we have a lot of them people in rural communities people in areas that do not have access to you know to light financially they are secluded there's no inclusion healthcare in the healthcare sector there's it's just little or not to write about them and then it just seems like we're just trying to live our lives and we don't think how are these people surviving what solution can i prefer what has god sent me to do and i really love how nikki Bloomberg puts it. It says, true love for our neighbor must include a passion for social justice. Because the Bible says there in Isaiah, to lose the chains of injustice and social action. Love means doing something about poverty, homelessness, and hunger. These words challenge us today about how we respond to poverty, climate change, racial injustice and the refugee crisis that is across the whole world and i think that's one of the beautiful part about sdgs don't say favor this does not matter it matters because you are part as a christian you are still you are not of the world but yes you live in this world so anything that affects our planet anything that affects your country anything that affects your continent affects you directly or indirectly so as christians we cannot afford to just be looking and say oh you don't believe us to take care of that. Oh, people are there. I think one of the things I've heard recently that's really got to me is that this generation will not even only forgive you if the only thing you can do is to speak in tongues. I really love how a popular female preacher puts it. Give your vision. Give your prayers. Give your speaking in tongues. Give it social constructs. Give it economic constructs. Give it healthcare constructs. Give it financial constructs. Let your prayer in tongues. Let's eat fruit. What does the Bible say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16? The Bible says, Let your light so shine before me that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So it is not enough to say, Oh, I pray in tongues. Oh, I'm so unconcerned about things that are happening around me. Oh, you see those poor people, they go with take care of them, go with help them, go with help the fatherless, go with help the No. What are you doing about the things that you read about in the community? What are you doing about the things that you say about in the community? And there are even some of us that, for example, in a country like Nigeria, we know how things are, especially in regards to the environmental state of our cities, environmental state of our countries. And even on days like where there's just a general sanitation, some of us even shy away from it. Some of us just feel like, oh, it's all those unbelievers that we do. And this one, they, they, don't, they don't regard some Christians. Why? Because 
you're not involved in community development you're not involved in social works if you're not involved in this how do you expect your community to go how do you expect your country to go it is not enough to pray to just be praying for your country fine prayer is good yes prayer i believe so much in prayers i believe that with prayers god can change things but let your prayers bear fruits and it starts with you yes you the bible says pray for the peace of jerusalem yes pray pray for be so concerned pray about it walk towards it don't just be apathetic about things that are happening in your country don't just be apathetic about the social conditions of our planet and it matters and it should affect you you must take action today and it's not in big ways i mean when you say this kind of thing so people just be like oh i'm not in the united nations oh i'm not in who oh i'm not doing this i'm not in this i'm not in that it's not as difficult as that for example take for example you study a course like medicine or dentistry a course in the healthcare sector that you know makes you go out and you can go out for community outreaches you can you know you have the privilege to go to rural areas to treat people with disease you are playing your part you're letting your life share as a christian it's not just about prayer you're going out and you're touching lives if you studied um a course like medicine or that you don't just say, oh does not concern me i'm not i'm not in the united Nations. i'm not an ambassador i'm not in the policy making sector you have a part to play and even with those small acts we yes we call them small but they are huge we are changing the world one at a time so we are not going to be apathetic anymore we're not going to be so unconcerned we're not going to be putting on a nonchalant attitude we are going out and we're making a difference in our world in jesus name amen i remember sometimes ago early this year during the early month of this year i took a business course and i remember that our instructor said something that if you are building a business that does not align with the sdg goals the 70 sdg goals you are just plain and i think that far beyond building a business it applies to every one of us like i said earlier let your prayers have constructs let those spiritual realities manifest into physical embodiment and there are so many you can just go online and just browse about the sdg because please don't say it doesn't matter it matters because a lot of things are happening now especially in a country like nigeria and we cannot just continue to be so apathetic we cannot just continue to be like what difference can i make you can make a difference you can make a difference and i know some of us might have had this quote which says where there's so many problems there are about so many opportunities yes so we have so many problems and it seems like oh we are so overwhelmed and it's a lot that you don't even know where to start tackling them from it shows that there are so many opportunities that abound so many opportunities and i pray that the holy spirit will breathe upon us and it will give us so much ideas that would cause us to go out there and be the change in our world but before we can go out to the world there are some things we need to know number one the anointing of the holy spirit must be upon us the bible says in isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me and commissioned me the lord has anointed me and commissioned me that means god must have anointed and when i when, when people hear this thing they think it's a big deal like maybe until they ordain you as a pastor until you are ordained if you have the holy spirit upon you you are anointed you are called you are set apart do you know what the bible says in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 first peter chapter 2 verse 9 says but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so you are anointed you are a chosen generation and god has saved you for a reason so go out there 
you don't have to it's not until you are ordained as a pastor once you have the seal of the holy spirit you will be anointed by him number two you have to grow in grace the bible says in second peter chapter 3 verse 18 but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forever amen so you have to grow in grace you have to go grow in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ there was there's a particular preacher that said this that when wealth comes before discipleship a problem occurs like it's not something to rejoice about yes even though we understand that there's a problem in our world we know that we are the solution then we know that we are anointed of god for you have to know that you have to stay in the presence of god for you to receive and be so strong in it because we are going to it's not it's not being it's not going to be easy there are forces there are powers and there are things they are going to face there's a particular story in the bible i'm going to read it is in the book of acts the story is in Acts 13 i'll start from verse 6 and when they had gone through the isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer a false prophet a jew whose name was bar jesus which was with the deputy of the country sergius paulus a prudent man who called for barnabas and Saul, and decided to hear the word of god verse 8 but elements the sorcerer for so is his name by interpretation we stood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith verse 9 then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, will thou not cease to pervert the ways of the Lord? Verse 11 And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the soul for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Paul went to preach in the Isle of Paphos and there he met this man. He was not aware of the fact that he was going to miss. But the reason why Saul was able to conquer and to stop by Jesus right there in his struggle because he had the Holy Spirit. He was full of the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're not just going to go to the world because, oh, now you have had that. You have to make the change. You have to make a change. You have to stay. You have to understand that they see a place of process they see a place of stinging they see a place of tiring the presence of god for you go to change any evil because there are powers things are not just the way they are because they are just that way it's because there are powers behind this and there are people that are bent on making any organization any place any state any country the way it is not like they don't know the truth but they are happy to see it in ruin and this is not the first time in fact this is not even we, we know the story of sambalat and tobiah that they were trying to stop the children of Israel, they were trying to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So don't just be surprised that these things are happening. Understand that when you have the word of God, when you have the spirit of God, you're going to overcome. Because the Bible records in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 5, I'm going to be reading some verses. So I wanted to follow the story. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servants have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king sent unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be, and where will thou return? So it pleased the king to say, send me, and I sent him a time. Chapter 4 verse 7 But it came to pass, that when Sabalant and Tobiah, and the Arabians, and the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up, and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth. 
verse 8 and conspired all of them together to come and fight against jerusalem and to hinder it how did they fight against the enemies the bible records in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 18 for the builders everyone had a sword guarded by his side and so builded everyone had a sword guarded by his side and so builded there was opposition but they did not just say oh we pray to god and let us be walking no they had the sword and now in the new testament what is our sword the sword of the spirit which is what the word of god so build it don't go unarmed don't go to the battlefield unarmed there is battle out there for true god we shall overcome in jesus name amen another thing to note is we must grow in knowledge yes grow in knowledge the bible says in the bible says in second peter chapter 2 verse 5 and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge so don't just have faith let's just be virtuous have knowledge please have knowledge i sincerely believe i deeply believe that virtue is like being kind and being sincere it's not just something to bank on and say, okay i'm going to a business I have a kind heart. I'm going to a marriage. My heart is kind. I'm the Proverbs that's one kind of woman. I'm I'm kind. I'm nice. I'm virtuous. Ha! It's beyond being nice. It's beyond being virtuous. It's beyond be kind. Have the knowledge. It's beyond having good intentions. Have the right knowledge. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we say thank you, Jesus. We say thank you for this wonderful exposition. Lord, give us the grace to find our purpose, to find our place in you in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray that as we go into the world to make a change, you will back us up in Jesus' name. No man shall be able to withstand us in the name of Jesus. Give us exceptional wisdom, elevate our ideation, take away lopsided thinking in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I hope that you've been blessed. Do well to please subscribe so that you receive notifications and share. Like, share with your friends. Share, share, share with your family members, with your friends and everyone you know that will be blessed from this podcast. God bless you. Have a great weekend and continue to have an amazing time in the Bible.